Welcome back to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Deb. Kendon. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Man, it's going. It's going. How are you, Tim? I'm good. I'm good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, good. Not outside? Like Not the, outside. Like the outsiders? Yeah. We're talking about the outsiders. I'm sorry. I don't know how these two feel about this movie, but I definitely wasn't as uh, enamored with it after watching it as an adult. But them's the breaks. <laughs> yeah. So we will talk about it in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. And let's get back to our 80s trivia. So I think Tim went last week, so I think it's my turn. Kendon, can you roll for me, please? It can't be your turn because I'm always ahead of everybody. She thought she caught me. Are you tracking? Are you after Tim? Yeah, because okay. I'm always ahead, I'll which means I'm you. about to win. All right, go for it. Roll. Roll to six. All right. And I don't know if there's any way not to go to the upside down from where I was. So now we're in the upside down. Okay. Everybody back to the middle so we can go to the upside down. I don't know if we've ever actually landed on a square while in the upside down. Hmm. What'd All you right. roll? Looks a two. It looks like I landed on a green. Green? Green. Okay. Here's the question. What company made the Dynatac 8000X, the world's first commercially available cell phone? Motorola. I have no idea. Final answer? Motorola. The answer is Motorola. Congratulations, Kendon. You have full pie. I got pie. Congratulations. I'm also doing an I got pie dance. And congratulations to all of us for making it through our first game. It only took us four months. Four months? Yeah. We, we got did this it. at Christmas, didn't we? Yeah, we got this in December and it's April and we did it and we'll keep going. Um, friends, hopefully you're having fun with it too. So that's some uh, facts from the 80s. What's going on today in the 20s? Do you guys have any news? Um, as you can imagine, not a lot of movie news right now, but Matt Reeves says for the Batman, um, that it's not an original tale and that the hero is struggling uh, when we meet him in the film. Yeah, what does it mean, not an original tale? It means if you read all, if you read, go back through all of those uh, graphic novels, you'll probably find... It's probably in there. Was the uh, idea that it was going to be Long Halloween? I think so. So, so. I'm, I'm that's what it is. But it's he said on- he has to, like come up with some really cool action sequences. He has more time to do that now. So hopefully we're going to get something really interesting and fun. You know who you should talk to is uh, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> I like Coogler, yeah. I like that video where he breaks down the casino fight in Black Panther. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great video. That is really good, actually. That's a great scene. Um, so he has more time to think about it, but he doesn't have more time to do it because once they get to actually start producing again... Then they're going to be, yeah, then they're going to be probably rushed to like hurry up. No, I think everyone, everything's getting pushed. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to, you don't want to rush the project. Speaking of, so Tim, do you know, are they going to release Black Widow digitally? Not that I know of, no. No, it got pushed back. It got pushed to the fall, I think, October or something. The fall? Mm, Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, because Disney finally, because they were the last ones to not announce um, their, what they were doing with their films. It was originally supposed to be April 24th. Yeah, day after your birthday. November 6th. Gotcha. 
Yeah. So. Well, that's funny because the Lego sets are already. <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, you can stop the machine. So. Yeah. You're gonna get a full marketing press. You know, but it's everything, right? It's the press tour. It's you know commercials. It's all that. It's it's you know TV spots. All that just gets pushed right now. We're getting all kind of like thirty second TV spots of fight sequences and all that kind of stuff. And critics rave about whatever. So all that stuff just gets I'm ready right. to see it. I didn't. Yeah. I also didn't re- realize that the pouty chick from Midsummer was the other uh, main oh, I character. Love, I love Florence Pugh. I think she's adorable. Have you seen her on her Instagram? <laughs> no. She's she's great. She like puts on her Instagram live and she just cooks and talks. I should give it. I should give it a try. Um, yeah. I was telling Shalia. I think Shalia could sit through Midsummer. If uh, hell no. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. If she just turns away at a couple times, it's been pre. No, I, I no, no. She's out. She and she's out at the boyfriend girlfriend dynamic. I'm not even talking about the horror stuff. Oh. That's out on. She's out. I mean, he, I mean, yeah. Boyfriend, you're gonna hate him, and you're gonna be like, "I'm out. I can't do it." Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw. I've known Shalia for some years. There's no, she needs something to, a thread to hold on to. There's nothing to hold on to in this film. It's true. <laughs> I just wanted to see the, the batshit crazy <laughs> experience that we had. I mean, I would love to see her go through it, but I don't think she. I, I think I don't think she'd watch it. Wow, I, I thought you were going to say otherwise. Okay, okay. No, nah, I don't think she Because there, there's something she could hold on to, like some earnest character or some storyline that like felt heartfelt, maybe. But there's, as you know, there's none of that. <laughs> well, that's good. Hopefully, uh, Black Widow makes her uh, fall in love with Florence Pugh. Because, yeah, Florence Pugh's great. Because, uh, She's great in a fight in my family, which is on Hulu. You should watch that. Well, I was going to say, Little, Little Women didn't do it. No, Little Women didn't do it. Fight, fighting with my family will, will, could do it. Is she's that good. with The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He plays the wrestler. She's good in that. Awesome. All right, all right. Tim, you know me so well in terms of having a thread to hold on to. I would say, like, this uh, week's movie, the thread I held on to is nostalgia. And yeah. That's about it. Her, hand, her, her fingers are all white-knuckled. <laughs> I know. It's, it's stressful. Okay. So, any other news you guys want to talk about this week? Mm, no. Okay. Well, what have you been up to? What are you doing, thinking about, reading, watching? <laughs> I watched two documentaries. Okay. I watched one on HBO currently called, I want to get this right, After Truth, Disinformation, and the Cost of Fake News. Ooh. Like fake news stories, and they follow a couple of them. They do the Jacob Wall one where he said he had that whistleblower woman that, that Mueller apparently like sexually assaulted. That they follow that story. Pizzagate is even more insane to sort of break down what happened with Pizzagate and how it started, how it sort of got propagated. Talk about Infowars and sort of how all these stories start and the dangers of misinformation and sort of what happens and Facebook's role in it. It's really good. It's like 90 minutes. It's really good. It's worth, it's worth your time if you're interested at all in like the news we take in and what we're taking in and how we're taking it in. I might watch it just for the Pizzagate part. It's it, that yeah. It, that's the beginning, and it's it's crazy because you're just like, wait, what? This this is how it happened. What is Pizzagate? <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna, don't tell her. Why? No, <laughs> I don't want to spoil real life. Okay. Don't spoil something that actually happened. Yeah, so, Shlia doesn't it. know what Pizzagate people believe. This ought to be fun. But how it started is even even <laughs> how it started, and it, and then how it ended is, is like 
bonkers. Yeah. Script that. All right, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch this one. Yeah, that was good. And I watched uh, the Coachella documentary is free on YouTube, 20 Years in the Desert. And it's really fascinating to see the way in which the festival grew mm-hmm. and pop acts coming in, DJs, hip hop having a, like, a stronger influence, how it affects the festival, right? So you've got, you've got Migos there and you've got Yachty and these people and they're bringing in, you know, an odd future and... and they're bringing in younger fans, and that's not necessarily the group that was always going to Coachella. So they're having to sort of adjust with, like, man, you got these young 20-something-year-old kids wilding, and you're just like, man, I just want to enjoy this music. And, like, creating different tents and, like, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, a music, it's a music festival, so if they want to make money, that's the crowd that shows up for that. Yeah, yes, you're not wrong in that. But, like, you know how people, music... More than sports, more than anything else, is an art form where people are, are they're like purists and they want their thing to feel pure. And it's sure. the thing I've always loved. And so then you, you've got Kanye showing up. And then like Beyonce was the big dominant. Kanye is pure music. <laughs> right. But, but you, you could understand there, there be people who love music who, don't, who see Kanye, who dismiss hip hop and see him as like a pop. Sure. And not worthy of be- being on the main stage. So you're saying this has been 20 years, so basically 1999 or 2000. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hip hop was already okay. Well, <laughs> no, you, you're you're right, but there there were still segments of people who didn't deem it as an art form worthy of these things, right? Sure. Make, but like, I don't have to acknowledge it as being something that's like my music. What's more curious to me is is that means that it was at least Tupac had been dead at least four years by the time they put him up as a hologram. Oh yeah, that was a couple years ago. So he's dead way longer than that. Oh wait, when was that? Like a few years ago, he was a hologram. Oh, like a few years. It's got to be over ten. I remember. No, I was Pusha push T was was referencing it like years ago. Yeah, it wasn't ten years ago. It was. Oh, okay. Because just recently, they started giving those type of acts the main stage. Uh, that was the thing. And Beyonce is the big domino, obviously. She shows up. She's a pop star. She's supposed to do it the year before. She gets pregnant with the twins. And when she show, and they were talking about, like, this sort of statement she made, being the first black woman to do it. And, like, Trump is president. And, like, you got Me Too and all sorts of stuff happening. Here comes this black woman headlining the show. And like gives like a clinical performance. Yes, in no the performance. Knew, no one knew what to expect. Was the other thing. Like nobody knew. They knew she was headlining, but she could have. Be, let's be honest. Beyonce could have headlined it and sort of canned it in and did her normal thing, and everyone would have loved it. But she did an entirely new routine. Had like you've seen the video, right? I mean, and and after thought was like, oh, yeah, Jay Z was there, Destiny's Child was there. Other people showed up, but like she like crushed it. She was like the talk of the festival. I and cried with it. I remember watching it on my phone, on my couch. Someone was tweeting like, "Oh!" And I remember just being stuck. Like I had, I didn't know what to expect. I had never really seen a a full Coachella performance. And I'm sitting here, just I'm glued to my phone for however long her performance was, just watching her sort of take command of the stage is incredible so yeah the fact that the there's a whole bunch of weird tidbits in the in the documentary it's worth the watch it's a little under two hours 
It's good. Thank you for that. I want to watch it. Anything else you've been up to? That's been it. Watching a bunch of, I've been watching a bunch of rom-coms, as I've told you. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I started. Oh, we were going to start watching some rom-coms based off of you. I watched a bunch. I started Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. What now? Little Fires Everywhere. Okay. What's that? I don't want to ruin the show. It's fantastic. It's got Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon in it. Oh, it can't be bad. Good. <laughs> Not with those two. I've been procrastinating watching it, and Tuesday I, like, blew through, like, all the first, like, six episodes. All right. Awesome. You start dropping them every week. So, yeah, it's great. It's worth your time. Thank you, Hulu. You'll love little, it. Little fires everywhere. Cool. So, one thing that's on our list that we haven't gotten into yet, I'm kind of saving it, is Ozark Season 3. Yeah. Season 3, Have yep. you watched it yet? I have not. I heard it's fantastic. Of course it is. You watch but it? No. No, not yet. Yeah. No, it's on our list. What have Something we, to look we've been to. watching a lot of things together, so a lot of our stuff is overlap. Yeah. So, Kendon, what have you been up to? Um, so, we revisited Avatar The Last Airbender. We the whole, the whole series? Oh, the cartoons. The cartoons. Oh. Nickelodeon cartoons. The yeah. whole thing. We finished the whole thing. Which is just I've never, three I've seasons. Never seen You've never seen it? Mm-mm. Really? Well, we've got Blu-ray, so we'll have to share it with you later. I feel like we've done a disservice. I can't I know. believe it. No, I can watch it. I have, it's on my Nickelodeon thing. I can watch it. It's like a foundational show for us. It's very important. Yeah. So, yeah, we watched that. We rewatched that. I don't know. It's still fun. Uh, it starts off really goofy, and then it gets, I mean, for a kid's show, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty like serious, like, conceptually-wise. It's fun to grow with the characters, and um, I don't know where our Blu-ray of The Legend of Korra is, which is the follow-up series. It's on, our, it's on our rack. I saw it yesterday. You saw it? Yeah. Okay, well. It's put away. <laughs> yeah. Put away. So that's one major one. We are, we're going to give it uh, a halfway uh, update with uh, Community. Because we're about halfway through Community. We're somewhere in season three right now. I think there's six yeah. seasons. Tim, do you remember when Kenan announced Community on Netflix as news? And I don't know if you agreed with me, but I gave him some shade. Like, so why is this exciting? Like, we couldn't, didn't we already have it? But sure enough, now we are inside all the time. And yeah. we have tons well, it's of on, It's on Hulu now, though, right? Not Netflix. No, it's, it's on, on Netflix, Netflix now. It was on Hulu. Some of it was on Hulu at one point. But the whole thing's on Netflix. And it like there was a headline that it was more popular than Friends. That was the Office. Wow. Well, the Office left. The Office is Netflix. still on Netflix. It's still on there. It was. It, was it, it maybe was number one. I don't know. But it was. It was either the Office or Friends was the headline that I saw. Yeah. So, which is interesting because it both. Um, and it, it was on network TV, but it was. I think it's still kind of a cult classic, mm-hmm. and um. Rick and, Rick and Morty apparently is like one of the most watched TV shows in the world. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, the creator of Community, Dan Harmon, I guess, has gone on to do something even more successful. But yeah. this uh, this show is amazing. Like, it's one of my favorite shows ever. And I think mm-hmm. it's really timely right now because a lot of people who missed it, I think it was ahead of its time. Yeah. And for, sure. bunch, for instance, a bunch of the episodes, including like there are multiple paintball episodes, which are like themed episodes where they're all pretending almost like they're different characters. 
and uh, those were directed by the Russo brothers who yeah um for friends who don't know they ended up directing Captain America Winter Soldier um Civil War and Avengers Infinity War and um Endgame um I thought Jim Johnston did Captain America he did the first one first. That's what we just watched oh got it which is the yeah so anyways community we're halfway through some of the stuff didn't age very well so that's what i was gonna say is it's funny i love community i think it's hilarious it's been really great to have it back in my life like kenan started watching it i was just kind of passively seeing what he was watching and then laughing because the scenarios that they play out every week are just ridiculously funny but a lot of their jokes are just a little too much in your face like they have a lot of um like commentary or like uh pushback on like homo uh, homophobia and like gay jokes but they mm-hmm. also play into it a lot and so it's kind of like well do you really have to go there and do this like i don't really think this is that funny um and then some other things like that too but tim, it is really good and it's fun like aside from those things tim was it a show that you watched not regularly no but i've okay. seen well, in my rewatch, one thing that I was surprised about that I'm noticing is uh, you, you might remember that Chevy Chase had a lot of friction on the set and ended up quitting that show. Yeah. And on my rewatch, I kind of can see it. He is the butt of a lot of jokes, and it's a lot about him being like old, washed up, racist, out mm-hmm. of touch, and all of this other stuff, and it's kind of relentless. And yeah. it's like, especially knowing, like, realizing how big a deal he was in the 80s, you know, even though I did not like that movie we ended up watching. What was it? Uh, not Summer Vacation. We watched Winter Christmas Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to go from being that big a deal to, to being the butt of all of these jokes, I think it's even a little unfunny to me now rewatching it. Well, so not uh, putting him aside, um, one of our friends, uh, Tim and I's coworkers and just like a friend who comes around and has been a guest on the show. She's often um, kind of calling us out when she sees kind of ageist jokes. So like, I, I think about like, what would she say? And she would probably be like, that's not funny. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bunch of it is like that, but otherwise the rest of this, like I'm not really down downplaying the show. Uh, really. I think the other 98% of it's great. Like it, it, like I said, ahead of its time is the best way I'd put it. Yeah, it is. Okay, so it's been an okay week. We finished Last Airbender. We're co-watching Community. And then mm-hmm. one thing that we agreed to watch um, all the way through is the Marvel movies. So we're starting in chronological order. Mm-hmm. We just finished Captain America, First Avenger, and we're moving forward. But before we started, we did a pre-MCU watch. With Ghost Rider. Yes. <laughs> the Nicholas Cage one? You didn't yes. Big old blade? Yeah. You, you, you've no. seen that one, right? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. We did not. Mendes is in it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's that ridiculous. Movie is great. We didn't go with Blade. We went with this because we were looking for something ridiculous and funny. Um, and this was it. It was wonderful. Friend of the show, Josh, says that the second one is even better. So I'm going to. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Idris Elba's in it. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Man, the way the way Nicholas Cage like like when he's first his head is turning into a flaming skull 
like ah! the axe. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we all did it, all three of us. Like, and then the the bad guy. It's like a vampire so... transformation. It's like yeah. a werewolf transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Punish. then the the demon bad guys or whatever Blackheart's friends, yeah. like the the wet. The wet, basically, I was gonna call him the wet bandit, but I meant, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but the wet demon who, like, he's like turns into water, and then how did he kill him in the water? We don't, re- we never really understand he any of what we were watching. Eyes. It did not make any sense. But one amazing thing is, um, what's the name of the woman who who plays the love interest? Why am I Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. They got a an Eva Mendez lookalike for to play her as young Eva Mendez. And it's amazing how close they look yes. to each other. Like, like this is what she was. Yeah. yeah, like this is what she was put on Earth to do. <laughs> so, yeah, we we watched the original Captain America, and um, we're gonna watch the. <laughs> I just watched the original Captain America. It was I just was randomly watching it the other day. Isn't it good? It's a fun one. I love I love um, Red Skull in it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. When, when they're in that building and it's like blowing up and he's having that conversation with Cap oh. about, about how they should be ruling everyone else because they're better yeah. than everybody else. It's great. I, it's really, so- I appreciate how they managed to make it a movie where he's fighting Nazis that aren't really Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a giant, like, so the car that he has, uh, do you remember the car? Yeah, that long car, yeah. That long, long car. It reminds me of a joke from, um, from Family Guy. Do you remember he's having like a midlife crisis, so he buys a car that's basically a penis, yeah, a, like an overly long car. Yeah, that's what this. That's what his car reminded me. I was like, the whole time I was like, what are you trying to compensate for? Yeah, it's it funny. Was good. It's, a good one. it's a good one. So, question for you, Tim: Should we watch the Incredible Hulk? Yes, the Ed Norton one. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Okay. It's a fun one. Is it part of the MCU? Technically, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So when when they signed on before, right before Avengers started, is when Mark Ruffalo came in as the Hulk, because uh, uh, Edward Norton had issues. I think he like rewrote a bunch of the Hulk script. Him and the folks at Marvel couldn't really agree, and so they brought in Mark Ruffalo to play Banner. Huh. So what connections are there in that one? It's like Nick Fury or or somebody like that. There, there's a connection at the very end at the bar. Don't spoil it. The post there's a post credit connection. There's there's one scene where they're in there with a bunch of screens and like you see Wakanda on the screen. What? There, yeah. Okay. Uh, but it is, it is officially like it is connected. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, no, because Thunderbolt Ross. Ross is in there. Yeah, I'm saying he's in there. Yeah. Okay. There, um, and there's something else. Yeah, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff in there. All right. If so it's... that one needs, that means that that goes before Thor, right? There's a timeline of like which ones to watch. Yeah, yeah, we had it. We opened it. We're on Agent Carter now. Yeah, Agent Carter, which I didn't end up watching, so I'm looking forward to that. With Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that he was that that he was a character in there. I I like that. Yeah, yeah, Jarvis. It's great. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Are you guys ready to talk about the Outsiders? I am. I, I mean, I'm clearly trying to avoid it. I know. I know. S.E. Hinton's classic novel comes to the screen, capturing all the emotions of youth. The Outsiders, directed by Francis Coppola. I'm sorry, you guys. So I will, um, I will apologize for this one. So why it wasn't good? You see, you see the 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 level of mistakes Shalia makes is the Outsiders, a beloved movie 
And I had you guys watch Popeye. True. <laughs> Good point. And Toxic Sorry. Avenger. No, the Toxic yeah. Avenger I am not apologizing for. So, Tim, <laughs> tell us what year this came out and who was in it and who made it, please. All right. 1983's The Outsiders, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I did not know he directed this. Apocalypse Now, The Godfather films. We all know who he is. Uh, starring- we all have off days. Right. <laughs> but I can see this coming out in 83 and people thinking it was like incredible. I would say, when I loved this as a kid, it wasn't yeah. like a, oh, you're weird for liking that movie. Like It was presented to me popular. I assumed you liked it because of Ralph Macchio. Actually, he's not my favorite, but I did like it because of all the boys. Like That was why I loved it. Yeah, C. Thomas Howe, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Mio Estevez, Tom Cruise, uh, Glenn Withrow, Diane Lane, Leif Garrett, Darren Dalton, Tom Waits are all in this film. Hey, Tim, did you recognize the main character from anything we've done on Made in the 80s? C. Thomas Howe? Yeah. Yeah, did you recognize him? Yeah. Really? What from? E.T., right? Was he an E.T.? Well, he was also Soul Man in Soul- Blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said he's an E.T.? Yeah, he is, right? Am I tripping? Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, he is an E.T. I don't... Um, but yeah, no, the Soul Man. Man, he's the lead in Soul Man. Hey, this might be inappropriate, <laughs> but I want to do Red Dawn after this. I like Red I Dawn. That's not inappropriate. Not an inappropriate time to just make this declaration. Oh. Because yeah. he's in that. It was on his, it's on his filmography. So Red Dawn, Red I think Dawn. we should watch him. Wait, this doesn't have Chris Hemsworth. No. That's, that's <laughs> the, that's the I think yeah. I watched some of that with you. I watched the reboot. Taste like Spokane, right? Yeah. Kind of cool. Um, okay, so that's who made it. That's the year. It's a book adaptation or an adaptation of a book. Okay, so I'm going to go with the plot for this. So it's a movie about a whole bunch of really attractive young men who really care about each other and will do anything for each other. And they are... A gang, right? I mean, sort of. Some of them are in the family. The ruffians. By biology, some not. But they're from the same neighborhood, same side of town. Um, 1965, Oklahoma. Yeah, and it doesn't... Like, I don't think they have necessarily any initiation... But you know, this do. is this is basically like a little bit of Axe body spray and NOS away from being the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> and the rich kids, the Soches, um, pick on them. Like they beat them up and um, it all comes to a head when one of the greasers named Johnny Cage, played by Ralph Macchio, stabs one of the bad guys, Soches, and kills him because they're beating up Ponyboy and going to drown him. And so then they have to run to their outlaw friend, who's played by Matt Dillon, Dallas, and he tells them how to get out of town and hide out until everything cools down. So then Ponyboy and Johnny Cage spend like a few days in this abandoned church in the country because they have to ride the train out there, um, eating bologna sandwiches and reading a novel. Um, And then Dallas, yeah, and then Dallas comes to get them, and Dallas is like 
kind of just self-destructive and also destructive around for the others around him, right? So he flips a cigarette inside the church. It catches fire. Then some school kids apparently go visit this abandoned church for some reason, get mm-hmm. trapped in there. So when they come back, Johnny and Pony Boy run in to save the kids. Dallas helps out too. Johnny gets like really badly burned and ends up dying. And to avenge the socialite that Johnny killed, there's a rumble brewing. So when they get back to town while Johnny's in the hospital, mm-hmm. they all get together to fight. And yeah. it's showdown. a it's a showdown. It's a rumble. It's no weapons, just no fight. weapons. Mm-hmm. And it's everybody comes out to do it and the greasers win. Um, but then Johnny dies. Dallas can't handle it. So he starts to act up, pretends to rob, well, does rob a store um, with a, a gun that's not loaded and then is killed by the police. Um, and that's kind of the end of the story. So Kendon and I watched this extended version. Jesus. Then- now, what, ver- what version <laughs> did you watch? The regular one wasn't extended. So we watched extra scenes. So extra scenes to this movie is that Pony Boy goes back to school. It's failing, so his professor gives him oh, no, I did an see assignment. That. Is yeah, that well. it? That might just be in the regular one then. Um, gives an assignment that he has to write a paper about his life, and that's what he ends up doing. Oh, there's also a court scene because Pony Boy is being raised by mm-hmm. Dairy and Soda Pop. I was going to name my kid Soda Pop, like all the way through probably sophomore year of high school, maybe. I kind of got over that, but I was like, yep, Soda Pop, one of my kids. And they win the custody battle and get to stay together. So that happens. Um, anyway. So I think that's your description of this movie just ruined it for me a major bit i did not realize that the fire was caused by one of the kids yeah so when they were leaving to go get something to eat he flicks his cigarette which hey that makes sense so you're telling me that he flicked the cigarette a fire started the fire did not get big enough fast enough for a group of school kids to then show up on a field trip and go inside nobody smelled any smoke or any of that Nope. And it stretches an my example, imagination too much. And it's an example believability. of foreshadowing because Johnny earlier when him and Pony Boy are smoking, there's um, one of them is like, careful, you're going to burn the place down. So yeah. they were aware of it and being careful of it. And then here comes this outside influence that is their friend and that they love. I just feel like if the fire was going to start, the whole thing is just falling apart for me now, basically. I don't know what those school kids were doing there. Why are yeah. they visiting? Yeah. Why are they at the church? Because they're, 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 they're there with their, their, with, with like their teachers or somebody. Yeah, it doesn't make if sense. If they were there on their own, it would make more sense. But then the story wouldn't be able to get out from credible sources yeah. that they were so heroic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. They're heroes. And Johnny's parents are like fighting all the time, and he doesn't think that they care about him. And... Um, yeah, everyone was fighting all the time in this movie. Yeah, That's, yeah. Where are they living? Where, yeah, where are they living? Where people are getting in fights all of the like every five seconds, they're walking down the street and people are getting knived and getting beat up. True. It's like what's going on? You guys, where are you guys living? This is like this is the new normal. You just walk around the street and people just jump you and beat you up. There's no police around except for to kill somebody at the end of the movie. So I this is this why is... this is the question I wanted to ask you guys because I don't know and I didn't do any research, but. Um, so this is supposed to take place in the 50s. And 65. it's like, oh, in the 60s. In the 60s, be, really? It's supposed to be First like these. Year. 
class wars and like rumble and it made me think of like rubble without a cause and like crybaby and all of these ones with like greasy hair in a leather jacket maybe with a motorcycle versus like the preppy kids yeah did that really happen do we have a history in america where like there's this kind of class distinction or distinction it always has been but i don't know if it was the level of what we've seen in this film where people whooped Okay, what about these, these, like, fights? Like, Rumble. Yeah. Your side versus my side. Haven't you seen Gangs of New York? Okay, but more recent than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, like I think it, I, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I was questioning it, and I was like, actually, I think this makes sense. And one thing that we don't think about often is that violent crime has been declining for a very long time, right. like, our entire life. So even in the the kind of, how do I say, like the more rosy picture of the way the past used to be, like the 50s or the 60s or whatever. Um, I think there was just still a lot more violence. It was, I mean, there was a lot more racial violence. Class yeah. violence makes sense. Uh, violence within, like, the, uh, against the labor movement and stuff like that. So I buy that, you know, people were fighting. I like just this. don't see that on TV. Like, we watch the, um, those decades uh, documentaries and they talk about like, yeah. the television of that time. And like, I don't see... I mean, I people see Fonzie. But, but that is the, that's <laughs> like, like the most sanitized version, it feels like. Yeah. Or not sanitized, but condensed, distilled down. Um, and prob- it doesn't, never came across as very nuanced. But yeah, so that kind of stuff happened, I guess. Um, the, yeah. other, the other piece of the, um, the plot is there's a girl. So her name is Sherry, but they call her Cherry because she's a redhead. And Ponyboy meets her at the drive-in. They're at the bleachers. Because apparently there's bleachers at the drive-in for people who don't want to stay in their cars, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and Dallas is, like, hitting on her and being... Very aggressively like, hitting her. Like, weird. But she kind of likes it. Like, she even said, like, she might just fall in love with him. Like, I didn't quite understand that whole dynamic. But it also made it seem like this happens a lot. Um, yeah. And... So her and her friend end up hanging out with Ponyboy and Johnny and Emilio Estevez shows up two bit mm-hmm. and um, he's drunk because he said he was going to get a six pack. Um, and if he's not too drunk, come over. So he was, he was very drunk off that six pack. And anyway, they're walking, they, they hit it off. They're walking outside of the movie theater. I don't know where they were headed, maybe just to walk the girls home and the girl's boyfriend show up and cause trouble and that boyfriend is the same one that Johnny ends up killing later in the night. Mm-hmm. So that happens too. I like that scene really? fighting and then you see him coming with a knife and then it cuts to people are gone. There's a dead body. Pony boy's waking up, but he doesn't know what happened. So we never really see what happened. Mm-hmm. We know that somebody got killed. I so- told Kenan to watch the water because you have the blood in the water. Yeah. Or- so interesting. This is a this is a uh, adaptation of basically a young adult novel, mm-hmm. and I think that might explain why you liked it so much, Shalia. And like, it's got a lot of good qualities to it, but it comes across as kind of blunt to me. So here's the thing, though. I liked it because of Patrick Swayze, Rob mm-hmm. Lowe, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, Matt Dillon. Those five reasons are the reasons I loved it. I didn't care for the the kids, like the younger ones that were the yeah. star, like the main characters of the movie. But those five, there are heartthrobs. There are heartthrobs. Yeah, you put them all in this movie. Yeah, they were all there. I was like, I don't need anything else. Yeah, <laughs> none of that did anything for me. So I was like, just kind of like, yeah, 
sat through the movie and I was like, is something going to happen? Is something to happen? Which is funny because literally a building burns down and a stabbing happens. Two deaths, three deaths. And they make it, they manage to make it seem kind of mundane. It's very mundane. Three deaths, including a murder. There's a rumble. The rumble is so dumb. It's like the Civil War. They wait, all wait. Up and just punch each other in the face. Like, it's, it's wait, raining. I, I thought that somebody turned on the sprinkler at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I say that, Shalia? And then I was like, oh, wait, it's raining? It started yeah. the moment you guys started. The moment they started brawling? I was like, this is... This oh, is gosh. It was so dumb. Listens off those muscles. Pack I, wish somebody brought, I wish somebody would have brought weapons and ended that thing quickly. Oh, just one chain? Yeah, one chain. One knife. Wait, 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 what about two chains? <laughs> We're just punching each other in the face repeatedly and kicking each other. <laughs> guys run off. I'm just going to laugh at my own joke here. I'm smiling. Julia's <laughs> smiling at my joke. Okay, so what was this? I think this was Kendon's first time seeing it. Tim, had you seen it before? Not all the way through. What? Okay. Did you get bored or what? How, how come? Yes, I got bored watching it. I was like, it's pretty slow. See, that's a fun. That's an interesting thing because in my case, I have Shalia at least to bounce off of when we're oh, watching yeah. something bad. <laughs> I was waiting for like, okay, people love this movie and they, they rave about it. I was waiting for like something to happen to be like, oh, this is why people like adore this, and it never happens. Mm-mm. No, it happened right at the beginning when they listed off who's in this movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's the very first scene and, when they all show up boys, to help them out. Boys getting, point of boys getting chased. And they help yeah. them out. Stabbed in the throat or cut, cut. sliced. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> where are the parents at? Where's all these kids' parents? Well, we know that Pony Boy, Pony Boy Soda Pop, and Daryl's yeah. dad and mom died in a train crash, hitting a train hitting their car, car accident. Yeah, something like that. So tragic. Johnny's so parents, we see them. Yeah. Everybody else. The rich kids, where are their parents? I was literally about to ask, okay, so the kids on the quote-unquote wrong side of the tracks, okay, we understand what's going on there. But, like, all these socias and whatnot, I'm like, you're, they're out there, like, beating people up. Beating and getting people up in, 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 letterman, in letterman jackets. In letterman jackets. <laughs> so, like I'm saying, did this really happen? Like, no, I, happen? no, I think it's, I think, like, when I look at it, I read some, uh, you know, I read about the author a little bit and stuff. So if I, when I look at this as a YA novel, it, I think it's, it's got, it's kind of heightened stereotypes. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's not grounded. No. It's probably a hyper-realized version of things that did happen, but yeah. in turn, these people were having to fight for their lives. It's like, Jesus, why are you walking by? Why would anyone be by themselves? <laughs> well, that's why what they said to Ponyboy, right? Like, hey. Why did you do that? He came out of the theater and he didn't have a ride home, so he walked. And Derry was like, "You can't be doing that. You can't be walking by yourself." I mean, like, they what's make wrong this... with you that you did that? You don't even have your blade on you. So they make this sound like it was like South South Central in 1992 or something like that. Right, you're in the wrong hood. And all of a sudden, where are you and from? And they could be. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is, is it's not other. It's not other people from their area who are saying it. It's yeah. it's the rippy kids. <laughs> like we caught this rough kid slipping let's teach him a lesson let's drown him in a fountain yeah were they gonna yeah. drown him because they were gonna kill him they seemed they him. if they i mean well they would have though they weren't intending to but they're the right age and acting in the way where they would have accidentally killed him 
and be like, oh, shit, we weren't actually trying to kill him. We were trying to scare him. Drunk. Yeah, yeah, we were just messing around. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. Um, but yeah, because they all go to the same school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're from the same town. The town to can't be that big. Like, what is going on? Where are the police? Where are the police? Where I mean, the they killed Dallas pretty quick. Yeah, they well, showed actually, up. Actually, I don't know if it was that quick. No, not that quick. Like, he, he did make it all the way to the park after the situation at the store. But did he have to do that? Like, what are, what are you doing? No, he was. Yeah. Was like out. Even when we it, meet him, we're supposed to be told that Dal, he's so much trouble. They have yeah. an incompletely formed frontal cortex, as Leo likes to say. True. I was surprised they didn't have a bunch of kids running around. The kids were unsupervised. No, they no, were no. the kids. <laughs> they but didn't like, have kids. any girls. They did not have any girls hanging out with them. They didn't. This is true. <laughs> there weren't any girls in the room. They weren't feeling that. The, it was. The, it, it was remarkably chaste of a movie. Sleeps on, and it's very homoerotic at the beginning when they're in the bed together. Yes, constantly. So that's something that Kendon asked a couple times, and like I don't, I don't really know why he did it that way in terms it, of like because there's a lot of like male touching, but like it's brothers, so it's not really. Yeah. It's not that they're brothers and they're touching. It's shot in a way that's very intimate in the it way. Is. Exactly. It's normally a man and a woman or two men who are into each other it's not sibling shot that way but i mean like as a sibling at like at a young age like i think one they're trying to establish how young these kids are and be like yeah they're young but like my siblings like i definitely have like shared a bed right that obviously yeah. happens and then like roll over and like having your so like got arm sisters. on them that's, and that's fine. That's what I think. Like sisters. That, that that that's fine. But the way it's shot is what's the thing. I think there's yeah. two. Yeah, you're right. That's the added. I mean, despite the way it's shot, it's it, it like when I saw it, I was like, this seems weird to me. Yeah. But then, when, but then, if you add on top of it the way it's shot, I think you're right. Like it's, it's, it's lovingly, like, it's lovingly like trying to display. It, it just. I was just like, huh. It, it's it's not displaying like sibling love. It's displaying this form a form of intimacy you would see to two people in love with each other in a way that's not brother and sister. And I or, think it's supposed to be sibling love, and they just kind of missed it because then they also have similar stuff with the other boys interacting. And again, I think it's supposed to be that they're friends and they're close, and also that they're kids. And again, I get that guys may be different than girls at a young age, but like. Showing affection and touching your friends is not isn't the same type of affection for like a a significant other type of relationship. And I don't know how much of that is happening in Oklahoma in the '60s without people looking at you crazy. <laughs> Fair, I don't. Like know. How much of that can you get away with in Oklahoma in the '60s? The um the author of the book got into a scuffle just a few years ago. Not scuffle, like you know, back and forth with people on Twitter about that basic thing because she tweeted out that two characters were not gay she just said they're not gay i wrote them they're not and she got in people were getting in an argument with her on twitter about that oh interesting because they seemed gay or because like why not let them be it was kind of the latter one as much as the former but her point because somebody like one of the comments was oh you know it's cute why can't we have and she was like ask somebody living in oklahoma in the 60s how cute it would have been to be gay like she was like so anyway that was her side of but you gotta think of if this is something that's been out the book since 1967 
So the flip side is people who have read that story and gotten something out of it for themselves in the world that they live in. Yeah. Um, that was being kind of trashed word of God uh, style from the actual creator of the characters. Well, I think honestly, when it comes to the movie, I read the book too. I've never had. You read the book? Yeah, I read. I would read the book and like picture the guys in my head, but like I never had the that reaction or even saw it as a kid. Like only now did I recognize that part um, as an adult woman. But mm-hmm. I kind of think that this is a casualty. I'm sorry, but of the director and whoever made this, like I think it's the way they shot these scenes for some reason doing it this way like i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it was supposed to be that way like no, 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 i really no, think the, it was supposed to be simple sibling love and like mm-hmm. kids who don't have proper nurturing and so trying to like express love for each other yeah. and make up and for like getting, a lack getting of upset and running out of the house uh, i would say <laughs> this is the, the the discussion was about the book okay the source material it's in the source material as well okay yeah yeah yeah. So Tim, what was your favorite part of this movie? <laughs> oh, the, the 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 stabbing scene. I thought it was just shot well. Like, yeah. I think it's what makes Coppola such a good, a competent director is that whole sequence of them getting to the well, pony boys getting drowned, um, people getting knocked around, and he he kind of comes to and you kind of see. We never see what happened. Yeah. It's, um. Reservoir Dogs, where we never actually see the heist. Like, we never murder, we, but we, we, we're aware of what happened and the panic. It's all on like their faces. Like, Pony Boy's confused, and you know, everyone else looking around, like, what's going on? And you know, they have to get out of there. Yeah. I like they sort of didn't feed us everything. I would have loved if we didn't see Dallas get shot. Hmm. Agree. If the police just showed up, and then the next thing we see is, is them mourning him. I don't need to see him get shot. Like, you know, I, I'd push back on that. Not that you have to see him get shot, but see, like seeing all of them witness it, I think was pretty strong. Yeah. Like, they're frantic. You can tell they know that there's tr- – they don't know how big of trouble, I feel like, is going to happen, but they know that their hothead friend has right. done an something. unloaded gun and is upset. And yeah. they, as they run up to see him getting shot, I think as far as the, I don't know if you would call this a coming of age movie or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, them coming out on the other end of this, having seen that transformation moment, I think was a good choice. That's fair. What did you guys think about this? Like um, the like faces hovering on the other side of Pony Boy. It happened a couple times where like. When he's reading the letter? Yeah, it was like an overlay of somebody else. It's an old, it, it's bad. I don't know why I'm do that. It was, it was awkward, yeah. but well, it mm-hmm. didn't bother it doesn't me too, age too well. much. No, it does not age well. It looks cheesy. It's like a weird music video. Well, which is why I thought, like, you know, you like the scene with, like, the knife and the stabbing scene. But I, I always thought that part looked rough. Like, this, like, weird red paint yeah. overlay thing um that it didn't age very well but in terms of the setup i agree it's kind of interesting that they don't see it happen mm-hmm. kendon what's your favorite thing about this movie um i think i liked the rumble best fair despite the sprinkler oh. rain 
Um, <laughs> actually, is Patrick Swayze seem like a tough guy, Tim? Uh, what do you mean? In general, so he was also he was also playing a, a kind of a tough guy role in um, Roadhouse. Uh-huh. Kind of a tough guy. <laughs> All badass. You were, yeah. Do you so I don't know. In real life, was he somebody? He the guy's doing that. <laughs> I, I mean, it just seems kind of artificial. So in this one, he's just such a pretty boy, and he was just like, I just, I just like to fight because I like, I like to fight, and I, and I was like, do you really? Do you really like to? I mean, fight? they kept trying to make him an action star. Despite Dirty Dancing and Ghosts and these other things where he's a pretty face, they kept putting him into action to make him like a badass. And it just... Well, anyways, I he mean, was just knocking people around. Like, it, it seemed kind of a little fun. Like, if really nobody brought weapons, is this just like... I was wondering, did this really happen? Is this something that really used to happen? And I was thinking of, like, the Jets and the Sharks and... Yeah, and gangs of New York and stuff like that. No weapons. Everyone abides by the rules. No one brings like right. Exactly. If, but then there's that kind of cliched uh, thing that older people in like movies in the '90s, maybe the 2000s, used to talk about. It'd be like, "Why well, always got to bring a gun?" Back in my days, you just used your two fists, and if you couldn't stand toe to toe, blah blah blah. Now y'all just got go quick to a gun. My like, dad, people would bring out switchblades and fights when my dad was younger. So right, he, so is the switchblade kind of like pulling out like a, a gun? At, like, back then, at the time? yeah. Because so he was like, don't go nowhere without your switchblade. You did. Or a razor blade. You pull out a razor blade and like do some real damage to somebody. Box cutter, anything. Put some pencils in between your knuckles. Yeah, whatever yeah, you can find. Was that community today? <laughs> They, there was a big fight, like people getting crazy in community in the episode we were watching. And Troy, I think it was Troy, he puts in uh, a bunch of pencils between his fingers. That's dangerous. Yeah, Shirley breaks a glass bottle, which we see in this too, right? Like, Oh, I forgot about that scene. Those guys are ready. Like, okay, they're coming to pick a fight. We're outnumbered. He's ready to go. He's ready. He's Cut like, you. We know how to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do don't seem phased. Like, the socials don't seem phased at all. They're just like, yeah. Well, exactly. Drunk. So they're not pampered. Like just every. I mean, maybe it's because maybe it's because it's Oklahoma. Well, they're also <laughs> like they're they're also tough. Like they play football. That's why they know dairy because they all play football together. Mm-hmm. So like they're all they're also I, tough guys. I still feel like the type of tough that you get from playing football is different than the, different than like the knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which getting, why like, they getting punched hard or hit hard is a different like concept than getting it's different. Yeah, and. You, and I think you have to be in a certain mindset to be ready to do whatever in a fight. Yeah. I don't know. And some athletes do have it, but I, you know, the majority of them are, their, their mindset is football and that's their focus. Not like, man, if it, if it goes down, I gotta be, I can kill, I can kill somebody. I'm fine killing people. Yeah. Hmm. Like I was watching Looper um, the other oh, day. Oh, I can't rewatch that. And so you've got a, a young um, Bruce Willis and the older Bruce Willis. And the younger one, is he's a little timid about the things he needs to do. But when you get this older Bruce Willis character, he's just as comfortable killing people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't blink. But that's years of him being a murderer, like being a hitman or stick man, they call him. And brilliantly that's, shown that's to us. A gap man. Huh? Brilliantly shown to us. Brilliantly shown, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that montage. Yeah. But he's been a gap man for 30 years. So at the end, he's just comfortable shooting whoever. Um, yeah. that sort of like 
I don't know how comfortable these football kids would be just stabbing somebody or murdering someone in a well. Like, weird, weird frat boy pranks, yeah. But, like, we're finna just <laughs> everybody all the time. Seems, you know, a little dubious, but mm. it work for the film. You know what? Time travel movies are interesting. You got me on this just for a half second here, but yeah. Looper is a movie where a guy grows his conscience in like a reverse time way. Yes. That's interesting. He goes through all of that killing and all that. He becomes a bad person, but grows a conscience as a young person. But he, no, that's not true because he grows it when he's older and he meets that woman. And that's the one who saves his life. But the, I, thought it was the, I thought it was the younger version of him who chooses to turn the gun on himself. No, oldest, oldest. At the end, at the very, very end, who saves the day? Yeah, he does. Right, he does. The right. young, the young version of him is the yeah. one who makes a sacrifice. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, time travel. Okay. It's a great movie. Do you guys well, want to know what my favorite thing about the Outsiders is? Yes. It's the, the sibling bond. Do they have a bond though? They don't really no, get along. No, they yeah, really they do. Soda like Pop it. is the best. So Soda Pop is my favorite of all of the boys. He's amazing. He's so cute and he like holds them all together and he loves them both. And he kind of has a breakdown because they keep putting him in the middle and he doesn't want to take sides, but he is there for pony boy and loves him so much. And I love that. Okay. I didn't get that from their relationship. I did not either. You guys, it was a good scene. He writes him a letter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He sends the letter through Dallas and then at the end, he like runs out the house like upset because they're fighting again and he's just like you can't I'm fight. I'm tired of guys fighting so much. I'm out of here. Exactly. You're not my real daddy. And then on top of it like You're not my real dad. Yeah, and and that's the other part, right? Like even though Ponyboy and Derry aren't getting along, Derry is raising his two little siblings. Like when my parents divorced, I told I was like I don't care who raises me as long as I'm with my older sister. Like that's all I cared about. So this is like similar situation of like parents are really important, but siblings are there. And so, yeah, I like that. I love that. Has this movie been influential to either of you? Since you've no, really seen it? no, no. <laughs> it influenced me. I think 1965 black men, Oklahoma would have had so many other problems. I wouldn't have to be worried about it. It's kind of stuff. Fair Oklahoma. Enough. We had a lot on my plate at the time. <laughs> so do you think A few that, concerns, Hira. A little bit. This is like a lot of 80s stars in this movie. Yeah. Um, it, I think this probably helped them in some way. Like, oh, for sure. Like, careers and... It's Francis Ford Coppola. It's this gigantic movie. It's got all these young stars in it. For sure. Yeah. It's funny that you call them 80s stars because they feel like 90s stars. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Also propelled into the 90s. Yeah. But 80 star for sure. Mm-hmm. So I like that about it too. Anything else you guys want to say about the outsiders? That's it. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So thank you guys for struggling through that. Next week we have a exciting movie. Tim, what are we watching for your birthday movie? The drone. 19. The drone. Did you watch it? Not yet. We're going uh, to. Oh, oh. There was a good, uh, there was a good drone side uh, side story in one of the community episodes we were watching, <laughs> and it so, made me think of you. I was like, 
So friends, fair warning, you're going to have a whole bunch of community references for the rest of quarantine. That's fair. Quarantine. Yeah. Did you just coin that? No. Oh, it's, okay. it's around. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, excited to watch it, especially because it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will talk about it next week. When, Kendit, what will we be? We'll be back.